0: hi it's the wire it's saturday may 7th 2022 gamblersadvisory.com a free site bettingangle.us a free site remember the opinion you should follow should be your own just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online now today is the day of the canelo dimitri beevil fight Understand life can change in an instant. The narrative on Canelo, which right now is that he's unbeatable. He's fearless. He wants to take on Alexander Usyk. He is simply going through weight classes and beating champions, making what we thought was impossible look doable. Right? Understand, the way he unified the title at 168 pounds is that he had four fights against four champions, and while he was doing so, he jumped up a weight class and beat the light heavyweight champion. But understand, because right now we're dealing with an optical illusion, the idea that Nothing can stop him. We're all mortal, right? The idea that weight classes aren't real obstacles. Canelo, a great fighter, right? That's where you get your bargains, folks. A great fighter who's a certain first ballot Hall of Famer. Right now is getting odds he should not get against, in my opinion, the best light heavyweight on the planet so today the day of the fight i'm on a site right now cloudbed that has dimitri bivel today as a greater than four to one underdog that's preposterous the way i see the world when you see a champion who has been a champion at 175 fighting a visitor to his division. And when you see that Bevel has a real resume that includes wins over Jean Pascal and Joe Smith, this bet makes itself. Maybe Canelo is unbeatable, but the odds of that are slim. I think the public narrative changes today, whether you believe in Bevel or not at these odds you're compensated for the risks for the record i think beevil wins the fight i would not be surprised if he wins it with a margin right eight four if the fight goes the distance understand something like the last seven fights beevil has had has gone the distance Canelo's style is tailor-made for beevil right canelo moves slowly He's an incremental type, right? But pressure creates diamonds. It breaks pipes. He's the guy who's trying to slowly pressure you. That doesn't work against a skilled mover with superior stamina. Now, there's a lot going on today. Let's talk about what I'm looking at. Let's talk about what I'm doing. Right? First, a fight I'm looking at. I'm not betting at it. I'm not betting on it because the fight is way out of line price-wise. But I'm doing research on it, because if the stars align, one of the guys in the fight is going to be a major player in the heavyweight division. And that fighter is the silver medalist from the Beijing Olympics. He's 39-year-old Li Zhang, right? Understand, he's a southpaw power-punching southpaw. That's rare at heavyweight. He has one of the biggest punches in the heavyweight division. One-shot knockout power. He's also Chinese. And we're in an era of increased nationalism, trade restrictions, where China has the world's largest army. It has a president for life, Chi, and he wants the country to have a higher profile. Folks, I'm just telling you that with the fastest man in the world, boxing's heavyweight champion, in my opinion, is the biggest position in sports. You simply don't have a higher profile spot in the sports world, in my opinion, than that. Let me also point out, too, how Zhang is positioned. He was to fight Philip Ergovic in an elimination bout to become the mandatory for one of these heavyweight sanctioning bodies. Right, Ergovic had to withdraw from the fight for personal reasons. But understand, Jang is in the mix to the point where he's on the verge of fighting for a mandatory contender status. So he's fighting a guy named Scott Alexander. 16 wins, 4 losses, 2 ties. Right? Jang, of course, unbeaten. I'm expecting a stoppage here. Let's see how he looks. Understand, Jang, at 39, isn't a blessed athlete. He does not have great stamina. The challenge for an opponent is to get by the first six rounds. Dodge the power shots. Figure out the awkward stance, the suddenness of his punches. Jang looks like he doesn't have a lot of hand speed. Understand the way he throws his punches, the timing still catches his opponents off guard. This is a must watch fight, right? When you're dealing with a guy with this level of punch, there isn't that big of a margin of error. And we're in a time of transition in the heavyweight division. Tyson Fury has told you that he is retired, right? Alexander Usyk and Anthony Joshua who are fighting for titles are both in their 30s. Right? Understand folks, the door is open for someone to come in and to start beating the guys who are left in the heavyweight division. Finally, let's get controversial here. This is high risk. This is not for rookies. Right? Understand it's gambling, right? There are a series of fights out there that are mispriced right now, right? Understand the odds matter. One of the big strategies you want to use, I use in gambling, in my opinion, right? For third parties is to lock in odds, right? Don't fall in love with fighters even when you think they're great. What you want to do is look at the odds. You want to lock in odds so you can then hedge the play. So let's name some fights right now that, in my opinion, are a bit mispriced. The Alexander Usyk-Anthony Joshua fight. Understand, I feel, that Usyk beats him. I felt that way before the first fight, as subscribers here know, and Usyk delivered. Right, Usyk's beaten him already. But Usyk is coming off of a Russian invasion of his country where he was actually a member of the Ukrainian army. He actually volunteered to fight for his country. Now understand how stressful the situation is in the world right now. It's impacting a lot. You have a former heavyweight champion, Vladimir Klitschko, who still is a big name in boxing. Right? You think about Joshua's biggest fight to date, an argument can be made, it's that Klitschko fight. You think about heavyweights who rule the division for years, well, Vladimir Klitschko's on a short list. Vladimir Klitschko is upset that Russian, Dmitry Bevel, who, by the way, is the champion. In other words, he's the one defending his belt against Canelo. He's the incumbent. Klitschko's upset that he's being allowed to fight. Right, let's not kid ourselves. Outside stress and politics impacts all of us. Usyk is coming from an invasion as a member of the military, and he's now segueing to fight Anthony Joshua. Now, while I think Usyk wins that fight, let's understand odds. Anything above a plus 150, a plus 150, if you're taking an underdog gives that underdog a 40% chance of winning the fight. In other words, the other guy wins one and a half times to every time the underdog with the plus 150 wins the fight. Today, in some places, you're getting a plus 200 on Anthony Joshua, one of boxing's most blessed punchers. A guy who hits hard with both hands. Now, I don't have to believe in Anthony Joshua to grab this bet, right? Understand, too, some details on the fight are still being worked out. Recognize, too, for whatever reason, right or wrong, Anthony Joshua is one of the most loved fighters in the sport. He's box office gold. I mentioned Canelo earlier. Canelo has few peers at the box office. One of them is Anthony Joshua. You're giving me a guy who's popular like Ray Leonard was popular. Right? Who, in my opinion, is more popular than Floyd Mayweather has ever been. And you're giving me him as at a plus 200? By the way, on cloud bet right now, he's a plus 185. Folks, I have to take that bet. Right? It's not because I think he's going to win the fight. It's just that it's insurance. I have locked in at you, John's. The remote possibility that Joshua lands a big shot on an opponent who, let's face it, isn't as big as Joshua, doesn't have Joshua's punch. Right? It's an odds play. I'm grabbing the Anthony Joshua at plus 185 on oddschecker.com right now. They'll tell you where you can bet on Anthony Joshua at a plus 200. But you need to check the legality of betting in your jurisdiction, right? Let's be adult about it. Let's talk about other fights that are mispriced right now. You know, one of my uh, favorite boxers, I would take him against Canelo. And that doesn't mean I'd take many people against Canelo. Right? There are just certain people out there where you say, whoa, this guy, style wise, would be too much. Is David Benavides. Right? I think Benavides, who's unbeaten, who has been the champion at 168 pounds in the past. Right, I think David Benavides is a big time fighter. Understand too, Benavides has sparred with people like Bevel, who again, I consider to be a big time fighter. Right, so Benavides is a guy who behind the scenes is sparring with world-class big time fighters and he himself is a world-class big time fighter with a huge punch. Right? He's fought people like Anthony Durrell, another guy who's underrated with the public. Well, understand, as much as I believe Benavides beats David Lemieux, you've got to be kidding me with this line. Lemieux is going off, believe it or not, as a greater than 11 to 1 underdog bet a buck to win $11.25 plus the return of your dollar. Now, I don't know what people think is going on, but I know I myself have off days, right? I know Lemieux has a big punch. Understand a knockout puncher only has to be right once. Lemieux has a big punch. Lemieux is a vet. He's fought people like Billy Joe Saunders. Right? He's fought many world-class fighters. So here, understand, getting Lemieux at greater than 11 to 1 odds allows you to then bet more on David Benavides. All you want to do is set up the play, especially a fight like this between two KOs artists. All you want to do is set up the play where you're be- getting better than even money on both sides of the play. Or, uh, let me put this differently. Let's say you believe, as I do, that this fight ends by stoppage. Right? You don't even have to know who wins the fight if you believe it ends by stoppage. Understand, if you're getting 11 Better than 11 to 1 odds on David Lemieux, then you could take David Benavides by stoppage. The casino could even rip you off. The casino could charge you a minus 300. But understand, a minus 300 is less than the 11 to 1 on the other side. So now it's doable. Because thanks to the 11 to 1, you're neutralizing the minus 300, right? And so this way you win if either fighter wins. As long as on the Benavidez side, it's by stoppage, right? So no one's looking at this fight. I'm just telling you that's when you walk in the front door of the casino and you rip off the casino, right? No one's looking. It's a legal robbery in broad daylight. I'm grabbing the David Lemieux at plus 1,125, right? It's a plus 1125, right? 11.25 to one. I'm locking in those odds. I'm grabbing those odds today so that when more odds come out for this fight that's taking place May 21st, I can then grab those. In particular, I'm looking for David Benavides at minus 300, right, or less to win the fight by stoppage, right? These guys are going to be having at it. I want to be able to watch this fight knowing that if someone gets caught, whoever it is, and gets stopped, I win the bet. Let's talk about another fight. You got to be kidding me. Look, I know Gravante Davis is one of the biggest names in boxing. I'll concede it. I know Gravante Davis has a punch. I saw the Leo Santa Cruz fight. I know what Davis can do with one punch but you've got to be kidding me. You know, Rolando Romero himself is a knockout puncher. Davis is just one of two knockout punchers in this fight. If you feel that these guys are going to go at it and someone is going to get knocked out, in my opinion, you want action on both sides of the play. Rolando Romero right now is going off at seven to one as an underdog. You gotta be kidding. I get Romero at seven to one. This is ridiculous. Right, understand here again. He only has to be right once. So I'm grabbing. Romero at seven to one. The odds are mispriced here for this May 28th fight. And then I'm going to look for odds on the other side of the play that fit in with the huge endowment I'm getting by locking in the seven to one odds on Romero. In other words, here again, they could tell you, hey, Gervonta Davis, by stoppage, minus 200, and you'll take it because you know you're getting a plus 700 on the other side of the play, so you're in short. Understand, too, you don't have to bet the same amount of money on both sides of the play. What you're doing is taking advantage of a casino odds mispricing. So if I bet ten bucks on Ramiro, if he wins, okay, I win seventy bucks back. Let's say I throw thirty on Gravante Davis to win by stoppage at a minus two hundred, and I'm making up the minus two hundred. I haven't seen that bet offered yet. I'm waiting for the Gravante Davis by KO odds to be released, right? But just understand, if I throw thirty bucks on Gravante Davis at a minus 200. Then I profit if either happens. If the upset happens, I get 70 minus 30. I win 40 bucks. If Gravante Davis gets the stoppage, then I get half of what I put in. I get 15 bucks back. Right? Minus the ten on the Romero side. I profit with five bucks. Right? You want to think things through, set it up so that you get paid regardless of what happens. Let's talk about another fight. Right, folks, this fight's taking place in Australia. That's George Cambosis' country. George Gambosis is the champ. It matters. In a photo finish, there are going to be some old time judges who think to themselves, hey, the opponent did not do enough to take the champion's title. Right? Having the belt is really a multiple endowment. If the fight's declared a draw, the champ keeps his title. If the fight's close, a lot of people are going to say, hey, if it's a close round, tie goes to the champ. So George Cambosis has all kinds of advantages in this fight, right? If he throws on Devin Haney and he comes within this close, the crowd's going to go crazy. Let's face it too, Cambosis is fearless, isn't he? Right, you saw him face major adversity against Teofimo Lopez, major adversity. Then you saw him come back and knock down Teofimo. Then of course, they actually fight. It's not a lucky round, folks. He outboxes Teofimo Lopez. Question, who has Devin Haney fought? Who is as good as Teofimo Lopez? Who is in his prime, like Teofimo Lopez is? If you're having a problem answering that question, you need to take the hometown Australian fighter who's the champion, right? At a plus 154. Those odds give Cambosis a less than 40% chance of winning the fight in Australia. The last time I checked, Cambosis was unbeaten. Cambosis has beaten people like Lee Selby. What I need for people to understand, too, is when you're from certain parts of the world, right, the Ukraine, for example, Australia is another example. As, you know, many people know, you have to travel to where the other guy is often for the fight. So, with some fighters, they develop a certain mental toughness. Alexander Usyk is accustomed to fighting excellent fighters, like Tony Bellew, in Bellew's country. Anthony Joshua, in Joshua's country. That's the same thing with George Cambosis. Now, you mean to tell me here he actually gets to fight at home, Folks, I'm shocked by these odds. I'm not sure if people understand that the fight's not in the United States. Is there really anybody you would take where you would give Cambosis a less than 40% chance of beating the guy? Cambosas fought Teofimo Lopez, by the way, I believe in New York City. George Cambosis's 154 needs to be part of your betting portfolio. Right? Understand, even if you believe Devin Haney's going to win the fight, and in your heart you know Haney's not going to win by stoppage. This is that fight where you can lock up the George Cambosis side at a plus 154. Then you can do things like take the over. Right? Understand what that means. If Haney wins by decision, or late in the fight, over the over, okay, fine, you're hedged. But if Cambosis wins, right, whether, put it this way, if Cambosis wins, you benefit on a plus 154 if he does it by decision. Then you're winning both halves of the bet. There's no offset. You get the plus 154 plus you get the over hit. Right? So if the casino is not offering an over under right now, that's okay. Lock in the plus 154 on George Cambosis. He just has too much going for him in terms of location. If you know he has a better than 40% chance of winning the fight, you understand too if we're talking about Haney by decision. Oh, as Manny Pacquiao found out when he fought Jeff Horn in Australia, it's perilous expecting a decision in Australia against an Australian fighter in a competitive fight. And you know Cambosis is a guy who always brings it. He's not going to be standing there looking at Devin Haney. If Devin Haney moves away, Cambosa is just going to move after him. Cambosa is here at plus 154. It's a play I like. It's a play I've grabbed. So let me just close by saying this. Many people who gamble think that the goal is to pick the winner. Right No, folks, the goal is actually to play the odds and to take advantage of prop betting, right? Understand, not everything's a money line. You've got to look at a fight and you've got to say, okay, well, what's likely to happen in this fight, right? I see David Lemieux and David Benavides. My thought process is somebody is getting knocked out, Right? Just that knowledge alone should enable me to make money on the fight. Then, of course, they're going to give me a slugger at greater than 11 to 1 odds, right? So then I can take that slugger so that if lightning strikes, oh, I'm getting 11 to 1 odds, right? Uh, You don't have to be a scientist here to make a profit on that kind of return, Then, of course, I can set it up where, if the favorite wins by stoppage, even if the odds are a bit short, well, since I've gotten better than 11 to 1 on the other side of the play, I can still make a profit, right? I can bet an amount where I profit if either happens. You can do that for all of these fights. Does anyone here think the Rolando, Romero, Gervonta Davis fight is going the distance? I don't. Right? I can tell you the Zhang fight, I'm not even betting on. Against Scott Alexander, I'll be shocked if that goes the distance because Zhang was preparing for Ergovic. Right? He's been in camp. He's ready. Right? If his team has done the right thing, then they're picking a guy, an opponent who already has four losses, who's going to be there to get hit. I can tell you that Zhang probably wins that fight by stoppage. Anyway, that's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this video. Thanks for stopping by.